everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. That started out so sensual. I didn't mean to. It's supposed Hello. to be like a build. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the... And then it was like... Whoa, take it easy, buddy. Playing slow love jams today is mm-hmm. more than Kyle. Um, yeah, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on this ride with you today, I'm Rohit Rohila. And Kyle Reed. We on a ride together. Hmm. Yeah, once again, uh, Glenn, I know, yeah, Glenn and Kevin are... Uh, MIA. Where are they MIA? at? Where are uh, they even at? If Glenn doesn't have Fuddruckers this trip, mm-hmm. I'm going to disown him as a friend. That's oh. a little extreme. But I'm going to text him right now. So you go ahead and you just handle this podcast for a moment. All right. Well, I just tell him that he needs to have some Fuddruckers. Yeah, so Glenn is uh, in Portland on a business trip, as we shared last time. And uh, Kevin is in a different business meeting today. So they are doing their thing. Today's episode is all about indecisiveness. And so uh, this is an episode that was unplanned for recording today. But Kyle was like, oh, there's this episode that I want to write. So he, we have this whiteboard in our studio where we write down, you know, possible future topics. And he started explaining it. And I was like, Kyle, time out. Everything that you're saying right now, I want to hear more of. So let's just do it right now. So he's like, yeah, let's do it. So with that, I'm going to hand the baton off to Kyle Reed. My happy, man. Happy four years, buddy. Happy four years, Pumpkin. God, I can't believe we've been doing this for four years. What have we been doing for four years, Rohit? The GYST podcast is you four damn, years old. you damn right. Man. We appreciate y'all being on this ride with us as well. Uh, and you know what? I wouldn't rather ring in with anybody else other than you. Mm. Sorry, Glenn and Kevin. Yeah. But, you know. We should have, pl- like, we discovered D- it accidentally. You're my DSD1. Wow. Down since day one, baby. I did not know what that stood for. You're welcome. Yeah. Um... Sorry, what were you saying? I was going to say, like, uh, we accidentally found found out that it's been four years. Um, but had we known yeah. that, we should have done, like, shots on air or some of that. So, Especially because it's you and I. Like, that would have made it a little bit more. We still can. All right. Well, you explain indecisiveness while I go get the shot glasses. Deal. Rum? Rum. I'm not going to explain it. We're going to pause this Okay. while you go get that. And, because I want to explain it while you're up here as well. Oh, yeah. So I know what we're talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. My man Rohit came back up here. Rohit, what are we what are we sipping on? What is we this? are oh, it is uh, <clears throat> uh, spiced Jaeger. So it's it's got like a vanilla spice to it. Mm. Appreciate you perpetuating the Kyle stereotype of drinking Jaeger bombs, Monster Energy drinks, and riding dirt bikes and <laughs> punching holes in drywall. And the best thing about this, uh, it came directly from the freezer, so it's ice cold. I'm pretty excited. It's cold in my hands right now as I'm holding this glass. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to partake in the shots on here. We haven't done it in quite some time, so we appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. We're going to take this and get into this episode. Uh, and, and what are we toasting to? Oh, we are toasting to four years of the GYSD podcast. And you know I'm going to ask you to do it, What's if that? you don't mind, your uh, toast. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll do it on here right now. Here's to you. Here's to me. Friends to the end, we will always be. But if we should ever disagree... Fuck you. Here's to me. My man. Uh, 
Okay, that I like that. Very I much. remember now. I don't like Jaeger at all, but that tastes like the holidays. With the vanilla spice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good, pretty good. So, as we get back into the groove of things here, this week's episode is all about indecisiveness. And really, as Rohit mentioned, it came about because every week we try to put a couple of uh, episode ideas on the whiteboard, and this was one of them. Rohit asked me to expand on it. As I was in the middle of doing so, he said, wait a second, we need to record that. Let's just do it right now. So, here it goes. Indecisiveness. What causes it? Uh, I was listening to uh, a book or a podcast or something. I can't remember, but it came to me again, and it discussed that when we are faced with a decision that we can take back, we take that decision less seriously because we know that the outcome can be changed. However, it also changes our outlook and our satisfaction with said item if it's something material. One of the one of the experiments in this was it was a, a beautiful photo, a family portrait, black and white or colored. You could only pick one. Tough decision to make. When the individuals in the group were told that, hey, we're going to hold on to this photo for you forever. If you ever decide that you don't like this one, you want the other one. Bring us this one. We'll trade it back. And you can get the other one. Listeners, or sorry, not listeners, my, my apologies. The individuals in the study were relieved. They felt that they could make a decision with ease and they could always change their mind. Which I think is a lot of why resellers have made it easy to do returns. Because they want you to just pull the trigger in the first place. What they also found was that the people that made this decision were not as happy with their decision because they were left with a feeling of regret and what if. Whereas certain individuals in this study were told, okay, uh, we're keeping this one here forever. It's going to be locked away. You won't have access to it. So this is going to be your final decision. People who made that decision were then happier with the decision that they had made. Are we convincing ourselves that we're happy with it or are we taking the decision itself more serious? And also, where does indecisiveness come from? What gives certain individuals the ability to make a decision and move on about their day and go on about their business where other individuals think it's a life or death situation? What creates that mentality? And how can we overcome it? One of the things I really appreciate about you, Kyle, is... I really do enjoy your two-minute takeaways because what you do is you so beautifully, using eloquent words, paint a picture. And I feel like that's what you just did right now. You, you painted the picture of, of what this episode is supposed to be, look, what is supposed to look like. And you have such a way with words and your voice and tonality that I really appreciate. So English. Thank you. So this is an interesting episode. I have written the most notes on here that I think I've written in a long time. In like two minutes. Because there's a this is there's so many different ways to take it into. Mm-hmm. And I don't. It's it's almost like I don't know where to start. So I I'm just gonna start with the personal development side, just so so we're on a even playing field. Okay. 
we've talked about the four animal styles, the, okay. the lion, owl, monkey, koala. And just as a, a recap, the lion and the monkey tend to be more direct, whereas the owl and koala tend to be less direct and more passive. And indecisiveness is a trait that both owls and koalas share. And they're also supposed to be the more analytical traits. Yeah. Or more analytical animals, sorry. And so the reason why is the owl wants all the information. They don't want to make a incorrect, uneducated decision. So they want all the information. That's why they're so indecisive. Okay. Whereas the koala is indecisive because I want to please, well, the koala wants to please other people. People pleaser. So, you know, oh, it doesn't matter to me where we go to eat lunch. You know, wherever you want to go, even though I really want Taco Bell. You know, um, people pleasers. And so indecisiveness are definitely traits of the koala and the owl. Why did you drop the Taco Bell bomb in my head right now? Because. That's I all was, I can think about. I didn't even hear anything else you said after Taco Bell. Dude, I'm, I'm sad. So for, for those who don't know, Taco Bell uh, recently came out and they are eliminating nine menu items. Nine? Nine menu items. Uh, a lot of them were ones that have always been there that people just don't really know. Because if, if it's not on the menu, you tend to forget it exists. This is a sidebar, but we need to discuss this. You yeah. need to tell me, what are those items? Uh, the the largest one that's got everyone in an uproar is the double-decker. Seriously? Yeah. We're going to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the double-decker is going away um, September 13th. So as of this listening, it's already gone. Uh, and they're simplifying their combo menus to go from 15, which also includes breakfast. So they're going from 15 down to 10. And But they are still going to have the double-decker, but as a special item. Mm. You know, how they have, like, okay, the naked chicken chalupa, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. So here's their new item for the month. So you have to get a Taco Supreme, add refried beans, and a soft shell. Yeah. Mm. That sounds no fun at all to order like that. Yeah. So the double decker is the one, and then the uh, the one that is going to affect me is the number two, which is which is the uh, extra large grilled stuffed burrito. Why is that going away? Um, one, uh, so when it was just the grilled stuffed burrito, yeah, it I was. Used, I worked at Securitas, and I would get that all the time for lunch because there was a Taco Bell on Thirty Eighth Street in Tacoma by the mall, and it used to be very popular, phenomenal. Then they moved to this extra large one. Yeah, right? I don't get it. And a lot of reports came out of like, what's the number one thing you don't want to order at these fast food restaurants health-wise? And because of that... Oh, super high calorie content. Sodium, all that kind of stuff. So people kind of stopped ordering it. Um, They also added guacamole, which... Also very high calorie, lots of fat, good fat. But when you just look at the numbers... Yeah. Yeah. But... Many people don't know this. You can request any burrito to be grilled. So you can go in and ask for a seven-layer grilled, which is fantastic. So you know what is great about this sidebar? Hmm. Is it plays into the topic more than anyone realizes. Oh, I don't even realize. Why are they downsizing the number of options right Oh, yeah. Simplicity. People are indecisive. Yeah. So... Now, let's take a look at this. We're going to explore this for a second before we really get into this topic. I love this. Because you love Taco Bell. Um, Jack in the Box and a lot of locations recently instituted um, self-serve kiosks. McDonald's has done the same. I don't know if Taco Bell has done that. Yes, they have. Perfect. Um, 
how many man hours do you think it takes someone to man a register mm-hmm. and ring up all day and, and not prepare any food and not also man a drive-through? Yeah. Especially if people are standing there looking at the menu, saying, "Oh, what do I? What's on this? What's on that? What does that include? Can I swap out this for that? Yeah. Can I do this?" I imagine they've done studies that quantify the amount of time they get back by doing this. Mm-hmm. And also by limiting your options or limiting your freedom, you're streamlining the process. And not to mention, uh, sales have increased because of impulse buys now. Because now it allows them the flexibility of having a picture of each of the menu items. For every single item. Yeah. So now oh, you can see beautiful. it. Beautiful. Because you can't put 57 pictures up there. Yeah. And when you check out, it'll say, okay, would you like to add one of these main add-ons that other people do? Mm-hmm. So sales have increased because of that. Oh, you know what? Actually, now that you say that, I do remember I, I have had a Taco Bell self-serve kiosk experience on 19th and Mildred by TCC. Mm. Um, I remember that now. Now that you say that, I do remember. Yeah. Hmm. So it goes hand in hand. It really does. Yeah. Fast food restaurants recognize that Society can't make a decision to save them life, to save their lives. So, that being said, go back into what you were saying. Take it from a personal development perspective. What causes indecisiveness? So it it comes from the word permanence. We, you know, permanence being permanent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are afraid to make a decision because of permanence. We think if we could, if we make the decision. Irreversible. It's irreversible. So we want to take our time with it. Now, here's the thing. We don't realize that inaction is still an action. 100%. You are delaying things because you don't see the immediate results. You think that it doesn't play a factor. That goes back to what we talk about, simple errors in judgment versus simple disciplines. Just because you don't see the results today does not mean the results aren't being compounded or delayed. And so by holding off, not making a decision, you think you're better off making an informed decision rather than a rash decision. I forget what it's called, but there have been so many studies done. Uh, The one that I'm thinking of right now presented jams. So it was at a grocery store. They presented 20 different jams. 20? And people were testing them and they loved them. And then they redid the same thing with only six. The sales shot up with six. Because now all I have to do is decide between six instead of between 20. And that's why you see a lot of online uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs have a good, better, best. Because now I can see clearly, okay, this includes this, this includes this. Mm -hmm. These are the features I'm going to use. I'm going to go with this one. Instead of more of an a la carte where you're picking, okay, I, I want some of this features and I want some of this features and putting things together. The more complex you make something, the more difficult it is. And how is Ikea so, so successful? Be- simplicity. You know? <laughs> simplicity with complexity though, Simpl- I would sim- say. Yeah. Because Ikea has more uh, items for sale than any place I can think of. But if you think about it, if you want, they don't have like the same lamp in two different versions. 
they don't have the same bed in three different versions or whatever. They may have like a different color Configurations choice. Configurations or color choices. I think where Ikea wins and helps you make a decision is in their displays. Yeah. You That's can, their extra value meal. You can see it, touch it, feel it. That's their number four. And large sizes, king size, regulars, queen, or, you know, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's how they succeed. They simplify the complexity that their uh, offering is with the store layout. Yeah. In displays. Yeah. They paint a picture for you. The way that I did for you in this episode. And so, <laughs> and so indecisiveness comes from that. For the owl, it's not wanting to make the wrong decision. From the koala standpoint, it's wanting to do what other people would rather do. Because in a way, indecisiveness means what is it that prolongs you making the decision? You know, for the owl, they want all the information to prevent them from making an incorrect one. With a koala, it's let me pass it off to someone else. Because not only will I adjust... If you and I go out for dinner, Kyle, and I'm like, you know what? I'm de- I'm good with whatever. I'll let you decide. And you pick one thing. Not only does it prevent me from having to make a decision, it also prevents me from making the wrong decision. Blaming yourself. And passing the blame on to someone else. Yeah. So I think when it comes to indecisiveness, that's why we do it, is there's a form of permanence. And so deep we don't down, want to accept responsibility. Yeah. And deep down, we are happier, even though it seems kind of counterintuitive, uh, we are happier when we don't have to decide. Okay. So I can see that. Here's where I can see that. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah. What's he wear? Black. Well, what did he wear? Jeans and a black Black turtleneck or something. Yeah. Why? Eliminates. Oh, you know what's interesting about that? And so there's scientific reasoning behind that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Zuckerberg. Yep. We are we have the mental capacity to make X amount of decisions per day. 100%. And are you familiar with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll let you take the lead. Uh, we've discussed it. I'm familiar with it through you. Oh, okay. So by eliminating a decision as trivial as what outfit am I going to wear today, they they gain they take back the mental capacity to make decisions that have a far greater impact on their professional life and society, yeah. right? So you will see highly uh, highly effective, highly driven individuals doing things like this, right? Um, Steve Jobs, I think, is the most popular example because everyone's seen him wearing the same damn thing every time they ever see him. I mean, has he been photographed in anything else? No. I don't know. It'd be hard-pressed to find a photo with him in something other than jeans and a black turtleneck. That's for damn sure. So that's my basic level of understanding of it is they've they made a decision to remove a decision to spare bandwidth and mental capacity on other decisions throughout the day. Yeah. One of one of the most eye opening things for me about indecisiveness, and this is why I, I think this is such a fantastic topic, happened a few weeks ago. I was watching uh uh Office Space was on TV, mm-hmm. and I was watching just a little bit of it. So for those not familiar with Office Space, essentially the, the main character gets hypnotized to not care anymore. And it's all about how not caring increases his productivity at work. It makes him more valuable and 
in a roundabout way, he tends to enjoy life more because he's not making as complex decisions. And in it, there's this girl who's played with Jennifer Aniston, and Ron Livingston is the is the main actor. But he he sees this girl working at um, at this restaurant, and he's always been attracted to her. So he goes in one day because now he doesn't care anymore. He's like, look, I'd like to take you out. Let me know when your break is. I'm gonna be next door. At you know, I'm gonna be next door. You come over there when you're ready. And she's like, oh, are you talk about you know? I, I, one option was flingers and the other, I, I forgot what it was, but she's like, are you going to be at this restaurant or this restaurant? And he says flingers and he just leaves. And as silly as that is, that stuck with me because he just looked at her. She was like, are you going to be here or here? He said, I'm going to be here. She's like, okay. He didn't say, which do you prefer? What do you like? 100% I would have. Like, oh, we know. I'm like, so where would you like to go? And then what that does is now she's like, oh, not only is she in this awkward, you know, predicament, but then now she's, there's this guy who's trying to talk to her, but his indecisiveness could be a turnoff for her. 100%. So I thought about myself and how often do I do that? Oh, you know, I'm good with that wherever you guys want to go, where... Had I just said, let's go here. Cool. We can all, we can do it. No problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so that was a moment that, a key moment in a movie that stuck out with me. So that made this topic even more attractive. So I, you said something that he made his life more enjoyable or simpler by not making complex decisions. Mm-hmm. I would argue that. Mm. He still made complex decisions, mm-hmm. but he didn't complicate his decisions. Okay. I think you have to make complex decisions day by day. Yeah. Right? So a decision as trivial as that is whether or not I should go talk to this girl. You can complicate that decision or you can remove the complications and say, hey, she looks awesome and she's beautiful. I want to talk to her. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You can complicate the decision by saying she looks awesome and she's beautiful. I really want to go talk to her, but I bet she doesn't like guys like me. I just work here. I only make minimum wage. She's not going to want me. She probably has a boyfriend. Maybe she's even married. You're complicating that decision. He removed all that from the equation. He still made the decision. The decision didn't change, so it wasn't a less complex decision. He removed the complications. By what? By not caring. By not caring about what anybody else thought, including his inner self-doubt. Wow. Yeah. So with that, like, looking back now, I think... Because choosing where to go eat dinner yeah. with, with, with a woman is a very, very complex decision. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. But it's, it's that just make a decision and adjust. Mm-hmm. Why is it that we don't? Like when you were talking about the, the picture that people get. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you were just given, uh, you pick the black and white or the color and that's what you get, the happiness level was was higher than when they knew that they could trade that in for the opposite and the dissatisfaction level was, was greater than. Because, yeah, so, you know, here's what's funny. Here's what brought this topic back up. So I, I listened to this a while ago and it kind of just made me think of it because uh, football season is here. Fantasy football has begun. I made some questionable trades in one of my fantasy football leagues. 
and I was doubting myself whether or not I should do it. What really made me execute one of these trades was, you know what? Hey, um, I want to enjoy rooting for people that I want to win in real life football games that are also on my fantasy football team. Mm -hmm. So I made the decision that throughout the year, I don't care what this person that I'm trading away, what they achieve and how many points they get. If they have the best year ever, it doesn't matter. I had to remove that thought from my process and treat this decision like it's irreversible and accept the outcome that, hey, what I have now is what's going to bring me happiness. Whether I win 10 games or lose 10 games, it doesn't matter. So I've treated this decision as such as if it was irreversible and I'm happier with it. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't care what anybody else thinks or says. I'm going to enjoy my fantasy football season because the player I'm rooting for on my team is also on my favorite team in real life. And in case you're wondering, that man is Jared Goff on the Los Angeles Rams. The same goes for this study. So as I was kicking myself in the ass, whether or not I should do this, I was like mulling it over. I made two phone calls to other friends. Like, hey, what do you think of this? Because I needed my excuse or reasoning was that I needed outside influence because I was too close to the decision. Mm-hmm. Part of that is true. But the other part is I'm wondering what people will think about me if I do this. Right? That's that's 80% of the reality. The other 20% is, yeah, I'm very close to the decision. I can't think objectively in this particular fashion. Um, so I was like, Dude, it's fucking fantasy football. Why is this such a challenging decision for you to make? Right? And it made me think about this. So I think when we accept permanence and we're okay with it, we're okay with the decision and we can make a decision. Um, but another thing is, I, I, I think when you say that you can make a decision and adapt is the reality that it's not your last decision. We can't treat every decision that we make like it's our last one because there will be more. Somebody once told me, a mentor of mine said, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not making enough decisions. If you go through life and you never make a mistake, it doesn't mean you're perfect. It means that you've never decided to do anything. You've never taken a definitive stance on anything. Or you've never done anything at all. So I think that part of making decisions is making mistakes and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. And making another decision after that. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm super hungry, I'm the pickiest person in the world. Nothing sounds good. Do you do the same thing? I think so. Um, Because I'll hear suggestions and I'll be like, no, no, no. Yeah. Because I was thinking about indecisiveness and when I'm hungry, I'm super picky. I could do anything. Mm -hmm. I could even eat bread and, you know, and whatever. It'll make me feel better. But there are times when I will delay eating for hours because I can't decide what to eat. Yeah. And I'll be like, you know what? Taco Bell sounds good. And then I'll sit there and I'm like, okay, what do I want? Do I want this, this, or this? And then that takes a long decision to make. And then it's like, okay, I drive there. It's it's not too far away. It's only 15 minutes away. 
But now I go there, 15 minutes, about another five to 10 to order and get your food, and then another 15, come back. Now all of a sudden it's an hour. I Okay, I'll settle on, I'll settle on cereal or something. Mm-hmm. But it, it'll take forever. And there, there were studies done on what makes CEOs successful. And that's most CEOs are incredibly fast at making decisions. Within five seconds, they will make the majority of their decisions. I'll ask the proper questions they need data points for. Yeah. To determine what they believe is going to be the best decision. Because also... Here's a, here's a huge thing about procrastination. If a thought comes into your mind, you've got seven seconds before you start talking yourself out of it because wow. that's when you go from instinct to programming. And so if you're an instinctual person, which CEOs tend to be, you just, okay, we need to do this. Let's go. Because they got other shit to worry about. You've got other stuff. But if you think about it, you mull over it. Now all of a sudden those programs start kicking in. You go from your instincts to programs and programs are designed to keep you safe and it's going to overcomplicate things because it's trying to keep you safe so let me think about all the options before i jump to something Hmm. and i think when it comes to indecisiveness it's our programs that stop us so think about there are times when we'll just mention food randomly when it's just you and i recording one time i think i just mentioned buffalo wings for and we didn't record the next episode. Yeah. We left to go get buffalo wings. Yeah. It isn't between, you know, okay, what do we want to record next? And I was like, oh, you know, something about buffalo wings. And you're like, oh, man, buffalo wings sounds good. I was like, that right you now. want to go? And cool. Like, do you want to? I was like, yeah, let's do it. And we just did it. Yeah. And it was spectacular. It was beautiful. But had we, okay, well, let's Actually, we, let's yeah. rewind that. Oh. It wasn't spectacular. It wasn't. No. What did we do? I don't, now I'm. On the way there, we found out the place we were going to was closed. We'll close within uh, like five minutes of when yeah. we would have arrived, right? Yeah. Um, so what happened? I made a decision on the fly that turned out to be a, a poor decision from a food perspective, but it was a cool experience. Yeah. Right? I mean, it was um, it was unique, we'll say. <laughs> um, but decisions were made nonetheless. Yeah. Right? That decision was made based on all the day that I needed why drive further and spend more time to get something that was not what our goal was mm-hmm. okay well this point right here is close to everybody let's just boom let's go right now and we'll we'll do what we set out to do was to have dinner together even though it's not where we wanted we weren't going to have that anyway so anywhere else it didn't matter yeah and then you get Especially when there are multiple people involved, then you get mm-hmm. stuck in the oh, what do you feel like? What do you feel like? Oh, well, what yeah. are you thinking? You know, you could talk about that for a half hour before anyone makes any decision at all. Yeah, because everyone wants to accommodate to the other person. And lions and uh, monkeys, which you are a monkey, mm-hmm. um, tend to be the most instinctual mm-hmm. and the most, you know, quick decisions. Mm-hmm. So that's where you kicked in, and you're like, okay, let's do this. You know, that's why. If they're making sales, you want to sell to a lion or a monkey because they're going to act on it quick. Hmm. You will act impulsively and be like, sure, let's buy it. Whereas, you know, the lion will be a little bit more direct in, in their approach. But hmm. you you need that. And I think we become so indecisive with even the trivial things that we forget how much power we have to truly influence. Hmm. 
there were there were times when when I was working with where all of you guys work, I knew what I wanted for lunch. And I would start laying the planting the seeds. Oh yeah. For a group lunch for everybody. For a group lunch. You know, if I wanted let's just say burgers, I'd go up to you, like, God, you know what feels really good? Like burgers, you know. I'd say that earlier in the day. Then I'd go to like Grohl and be like, Man, when was the last time you had Wendy's or something, you know, or like went to Habit or Big you know, Five Guys or whatever. Or you, know? you would ask somebody about a restaurant that you know they hadn't been to. Hey, have you ever been here? No. Would you like to go sometime? We should totally go. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so and so's never been here. We should all go. Yeah. And and looking back, they were all things that I was doing without even realizing it. Yeah. You know, I didn't mean to be deceptive. You and... sneaky little bastard. <laughs> um, but that came from me not wanting to make a decision. Because if I say, all right, guys, let's go here. Now, all of a sudden, I don't want to upset any of you guys. Mm-hmm. That's the quality in me. Which is why you make everyone choose lunch. Yeah. There are very few times when I would pick. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, even today. Podcast lunch. Yeah. You're like, okay, we're all going to decide. We rotate and said, like, all right, here's where we're going. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you talk about personality traits and the ability to make those quick decisions, but where does it really stem from? The ability. Where do you think? The ability to make quick decisions? Mm -hmm. It's a skill. Mm -hmm. And you say the programs as well, right? creates that but does a program create indecisiveness or does it also craft your decision so the the more complex chaos theory then the more complex the solution is the more susceptible it is to failure and the more complex we make decisions the more the buyer is going to talk themselves out of it which is why when you buy a car you have five colors to choose from it's not like okay you have blue you have midnight blue you have offshore blue or whatever you know i'm periwinkle blue yeah you don't have those things it's black red green you know these so it's easy for you to make a decision if you want to paint a house it's impossible Mm -hmm. you go in and there's literally infinitesimal colors Mm -hmm. so not only do you have to pick the color but then you have to pick the sheen then you have to you know in the trim yeah so it's a it's a very complex solution, which I think is why we a very complex decision, which is also why I think we look to people for assistance. But is it a complex decision? I think so. I think that you're complicating that decision. Okay, so do you know why? Why is that? Have you ever painted a room? Yes. Have you ever painted bare drywall? Yes. Oh, no. Wait. So no. That being said, tells me that you've painted over paint. Yeah. So you understand that that decision to paint a room a certain color can be essentially erased mm-hmm. and painted another color. So why are you allowing the freedom to choose any color you desire to complicate a decision that can be undone? You can make another decision. So... I don't think it's a complicated decision to make. I think you're complicating it because you're saying, but I have 5,000 colors to choose from. I think you're forgetting that you can just fucking redo it. A gallon of paint, a gallon of good interior paint is like 40 bucks. Mm -hmm. A gallon of cheap interior paint is $10. Why are you complicating, let's call it an average $25 decision? 
Man, I, I can tell you I hate it. Because even right now, like, if I think about repainting the studio, for example, mm-hmm. then not only would we... It, it's also the time spent and everything like like I I don't disagree with any of that. I'm yeah. not a fan of painting either, and I think that there are so many choices. It's kind of hard to think the same one, but also, I think the problem is we can't we don't know how to remind ourselves that this can be this can be undone, mm-hmm. right? It's it's the black and white photo and the color photo, right? If I'm giving you ability of uh, it's Nordstrom's and REI, mm-hmm. I'm giving you a lifetime return policy. I'm creating a habit for you now to come consume. Yeah. That is not a live or die decision anymore. That's a, hey, oh, this decision can be undone. Sure, I'll get it. In- Rohit, if you don't like that color of paint, you can bring it back and your next gallon's on us. Mm-hmm. See, then, okay, yeah, say I don't like this. Mm-hmm. Then I've got another 5000 to pick from again. Yeah, so? And then again and again. It's just, oh, man, I hate it. But but let me ask you a question. <laughs> um, but so before you get to the question. Yeah. Is that that the decision is complicated or you're complicating the decision? Because in a previous podcast, you said that we desire freedom. You're given freedom. You have freedom of choice. You have more choices than you probably need. Now you don't know what to do with those choices. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. What was your question? Uh, so my question for you is this: In your relationship with Emily, mm-hmm. who makes the majority of the decisions? Me. Okay. How do you feel about that? Um, I I wish she would give me more input. Would you also want her to make more decisions? I haven't considered it. Mm-hmm. I think I would appreciate it. I don't mind providing my feedback, though. If she's like, hey, I want to have this for dinner. What do you think about this? I'll just say, no, I don't want that. You can get it, but I don't want it. Yeah. What about with, like, planning stuff? Like, okay, what are we going to do this weekend? You know? Mm-hmm. How do you guys reach the decision of what you're going to do? Uh, That is a good question. I would say it would have to do, I'd have to look at that. Because on a weekend, a lot of times we don't really discuss it like that. It's like, okay, what do we have going on this weekend? Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of times it's a birthday party or some event, right? It's kind of like, okay, well, what do we need to get done? If Once we decide or realize that we don't have anything that we're obligated to do, we decide, okay, what needs to be done? Okay, well, I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to do X, Y, Z. Okay. Well, you do this at this time. I'll do this at this time. And then we'll do this together, right? Yeah. So I think we just, we go down the list. We do process elimination, really. What are we, what are we obligated to do? Friends, family, whatever that may be. Um, What needs to be done? House chores um, or errands. And then what do we want to do? And I'm just realizing now that we put our, our wants and desires at the very bottom of that list. Yeah. We put everything else in front of ourselves, which is another discussion in and of itself to have. So we talked about who's really filling your schedule. Is it you or is it other Somebody people? Somebody else. It's not, it ain't me. That was the very first thing that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. You're not even in charge. It ain't me. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even making those decisions. I'm making decisions after those decisions are already made for me. Whatever time I have left, that's what I make decisions with, which is fucking sad. 
Another discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's how our our thought process goes. I, I think in that sense, it is truly communication. But let's talk about dinner. Yeah. Impossible. Fucking impossible. That's where you guys struggle, huh? Every time, man. When you... So we're... I think we're talking about when you make dinner at home as opposed to going out. Absolutely. No, I I always make dinner, which I don't mind. I would appreciate some feedback, right? Because I don't want to own that decision every single night all the time, Mm -hmm. right? Because as as we said, I don't want to be responsible for that all the time. I, I don't have a problem being responsible for the action, but I don't. I don't like the idea of being responsible for the outcome every single time yeah. without any input. And it, it's funny because even growing up, my mom would always ask, okay, what do you want to eat today? Oh, anything's fine. No, but like, what do you want? Oh, just whatever you want to make. Mm-hmm. And she would get upset. And I couldn't understand why. I was like, I'm, like, nobody cared. I'm trying to make your life easier by whatever you want to make. Like, it's cool with me. You know, that, that was my thought process. Mm-hmm. But for her, it was just... Sometimes you just want to enjoy things, you know, and, and I think that's something that you and I talked about uh, earlier off air mm-hmm. was when you're the one always planning something, mm-hmm. it's difficult for you to, to truly enjoy that. 100%. And I think that one of the things I want to talk to you about was, was the adventure day, the GYST adventure day that we did years ago now, mm-hmm. where it was myself, you, Sam, and Amit. Mm-hmm. And we drew our names out of the hat. We didn't know who picked who, and we had to design, you know, a oh, six-hour yeah. adventure okay. yeah, yeah. for each other. Mm-hmm. And when we came back to record, one of the things that everyone said was, you know, it was a little nerve-wracking that somebody else was in charge of your schedule. But at the same time, there was a freedom because now you can just go in and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what what relationships miss out on is. You said you don't mind making all the food. But at the same time, what if you came home and Emily was like, I got you. I went out, did some grocery shopping. Bro, don't even play with me. Right? Yeah. Because you want to feel like, hey, I, that that's special. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't mind cooking. You enjoy it. Yeah. You love your Traeger. Everyone oh, yeah. of our friends knows this. And um, I've, I've perfected that craft. Right? <laughs> but at, at the end of the day... You know, you really enjoy that. But what if we came over and be like, Kyle, we're using your Traeger to cook for you. You just sit back. Well, okay. That's, that's a little different. Because then, my, then my, like, then my, 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 uh, <laughs> control freakness yeah. kicks but, in. But you're coming over for a barbecue at our house this time. Done. You know, how would that make you feel? Love it. Because the decision's not being made by you. Your only responsibility now Show is to up. have a good time. Mm-hmm. I think I think what really shifts is the expectation, right? So when we talk about that, like that adventure day, the the decision itself is removed. So then everything that comes, all all the burdens and the baggage that come along with the decision, is also removed, right? So you bought this house; it was already painted. You walk into a room; if you don't like the color, it doesn't matter. Because you didn't make the decision, so you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But when you walk into a room that you painted, if you don't like the color, all you can think about is that 
all all that that came with that decision. Yeah. Right. So now every time you paint a room, you bring that baggage with you. It's just the same programs, right? So now you expect to feel a certain way if you don't like the color and you'll blame yourself or whatever else it may be. Yeah. I think the same thing goes for something like dinner. You know? You want to share the responsibility with somebody. Like a BAA. A business associate agreement. Stupid work stuff. (laughs) Forget I said it. Already have. So I think that's what goes a, a, a lot into it. It's I think it's less the decision and more the baggage and burden that comes with the decision yeah. that people want to escape. And some people welcome it because they realize that it's not their last decision. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. As we wrap up today, what do you got? What do you got for me? Uh, I would say the more instinctual you are, the more you are going to enjoy life. And the only way to become more instinctual is by making fast decisions. Don't start off with major things like, do I buy this house or not? Five <laughs> seconds, done. Don't do that. You know, but but pick smaller things. Where do you want to go to eat dinner? Have two options available and don't flip a coin, but you decide. Be like this or this, boom. Make the majority of your decisions within, within 10 seconds and then... Willow, whittle it down because what you're doing is you're teaching yourself to be more instinctual and when you're more instinctual that's when you rely on your gut feelings you're more in tune with who you are you're going to make faster decisions but the more you start concentrating more on the outcomes of the decisions rather than the, rather than the decisions themselves that's where you fall into that trap hmm. so love it that's all I got buddy wise words from a decent man thank you for calling me decent anything for you (laughs) well we appreciate y'all tuning in this week to your favorite podcast the GYSE podcast thank you for listening to Rohit and myself Kyle Reed today and tune in next week for another great episode of the Get Your Shit Together podcast on all your favorite platforms thanks bye thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast we hope you learned how to get your together 